consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals Show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. What in the world? That is the last thing that the Appalachian goddess uh, Byron would be expected to sing at the beginning of the podcast. So I guess that's why you're well, Byron. Isn't it? Well, what if we do a bluegrass version of it, and it's like my 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 poker face, face face. <laughs> Lord have mercy. We can uh, if you want. You know, in the pre-show, we I know how I love to talk about it like the pre-show is this big deal. In the pre-show, I was telling Miss Alicia that I went to the dentist today, and the dentist and the you know dentist helper she. They were both out of the room, and that that Lady Gaga song came on, and so I'm sitting in the dentist chair with my little my little serviette under my chin, and I'm waiting for them to come in, and I'm like jamming to my poker face, and got my eyes closed, I'm jamming, 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 because it's gonna be a while before they come in. Then I open my eyes, and the whole thing, the big light fixture in the place over here where you spit, and the little tray with all the little scrapey instruments on it. It is all shaking like a damn tornado. <laughs> and and I so I got real still, like a little mouse, real still. And by the time the dentist came in, I said, Boy, you can't get away with anything in here. I was dancing and then I realized this whole thing shakes. And he said, Well, it ain't a dance floor. <laughs> of course and not. I said, Well, uh, I mean he said, Well, I mean, it's the dentist chair. Nobody's supposed to be dancing in the dentist chair. Nobody's supposed to be happy at the dentist. What's wrong with you? He didn't say any of that. I made all of that up. He's not that kind of dentist. He's very sweet and calm and kind. Well, he probably thought it, though. You just said the thinking part. So I did the, the silent part out loud. Yes, exactly right. Have you ever, now, you might not have, but have I you ever seen those those videos on wherever on the internet yeah i bet you have to uh that have kids who have been to the dentist and their dentist gave them some of that laughing gas and yes, yes. and they're always just <laughs> and telling on themselves oh my god well, one of my little neighbors today, uh, I mean, one of my neighbor's little children today, well, I guess it's also <laughs> my little neighbor, the road was blocked because one of our other neighbors was having some big ass thing hauled in. So the whole road was blocked. So I came out and you know how neighbors do. We just stand and watch them unload this truck because what else are you going to do? It's a beautiful day. I'm going to watch you unload the truck. And the and the little child he can't be more than about two and a half years old. He's little. Um, he was just standing there. He looked very serious. And then he looked up at all of the grownups like, I'm I'm communicating to you telepathically my needs. And all of us were just going, well, it's a beautiful day. Look at those daffodils. Blah, blah, blah. And then he started patting the front of his of his pants. Oh, and he, 
And his mama said, oh, honey, do you have to pee? Do you have to pee pee? And he whipped his pants down. And he, there are three big old rocks at the end of our driveway. And he was like trying to decide. Ah. I said, you just go ahead and pee, go ahead and pee pee on those rocks. That's okay. He couldn't <laughs> decide which one was going to be the best rock to pee pee on. And at that point, I made my escape because, you know, I've seen, I've seen somebody pee before. I didn't need to watch that. Well, but, no. <laughs> but as I came around up my steps, I glanced back and he was just happily, he wasn't holding on to nothing. He just had his arms out like this feels better than anything has ever felt. I picked the exact perfect rock and I am peeing. All right. And I'm free now. That's what it really is. I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> it must be, well, we don't have to go there, but I knew this gal. See, we're going to go there. I knew this gal. I, I knew was, we would. Who was just the most feminine, beautiful, well made up. You never saw her unless she was fully made up. Hair, fingernails, jewelry, gorgeous clothing. She always wears high heels. I think she even wears high heels at home when she's walking around <laughs> her splendid place. And, uh, you know, She's a country girl, and I'll never, ever, ever forget walking down a road with her on her property, and we we were talking about blunderbuss, because, you know, a blunderbuss is the oh. country yeah. person's polite way of saying portable device that you do your business in. Yes, ma'am. So they've been around for a long time, and I don't know, maybe truck drivers use them. I honestly don't know, but they're called a blunderbuss. Anyway, we were talking about a blunderbuss, and she was wearing a skirt of some kind, and she just said, Alicia, I have never understood why women are so funny about the way they pee, and they just complain about it if they have to go outside like there was something wrong with it. And she said, there's nothing it, wrong with it and it's easy as it can be and she just whipped her skirt up and dropped her panties down and squatted and peed right there in the road and she she was so proud of it afterwards she was like look there see it didn't even splatter on my shoes you you, can, you can't see me shaking my head but i am shaking my head because in my family I know too much too much information here. This is a, a TMI moment, but <laughs> as I explained earlier, I have been drinking Irish whiskey all day because tomorrow's my birthday. So yeah. I'm going to tell you that in my family, the women have seldom been known to wear drawers. Uh -huh. We just don't. Uh, I have followed my mother in that, in that she's got one. She had one pair of good underwear, so that when she had to go to the doctor, she put underwear on. And that's the only time my grandmother was the same. And apparently my great grandmother was from that era when women wore long skirts. And they said yeah. that, that she would just be standing in the yard and this funny look would come over her face. Yeah. And uh, and then she would gently lift her skirts just a little bit and step to one side. And it's because she had been standing there just peeing. Oh, uh, yep. Uh. <laughs> So that's back four generations. I, I I better not mention my daughter. I imagine she wears some pretty fancy underwear. Probably. Because she's fancy. She's and fancier she's, than me. And she may just be a rebel, too. You never know. So she She's going to rebel by wearing underwear when the rest of us don't. That's, right. that's a hell of a rebellion, ain't it? <laughs> well, to each their own and to each family their own rebellion. 
We all got to do it however we got to do it. We do. I don't really have any stories about about that on my family, except I do have the one, and it could just be a legend, okay? But it might be real. But it was a story of my cousin and his wife, and they were camping, I guess, or they were out on their property, and it was a substantial property. And I guess for whatever reason, they, oh, maybe it must have been, I don't know. But they came across a toilet in the woods, and she she decided to sit down on it as a joke, and she told him to shoot 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 me sitting down on this, and she was talking about with a f- camera, <laughs> and of course, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that she was sitting in the woods in the middle of the uh, woods on the toilet, right on a toilet, and I for whatever reason, and I don't know, and I. I would hope that no alcohol was involved, but I honestly don't know. He decided to shoot the toilet out from under her. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I don't know if he actually did. I I mean, I've heard, like I said, it could be a legend, but she was there the time that he was telling that story, and she did. She smacked him pretty hard in front of me and said, you you ought not to do that, and you ought not to tell her that. <laughs> it's like they had to be very careful what they were saying to me. Wow. Yeah, so I, I really wow. don't know. It could have been true. He was larger than life personality. That's for sure. And he, he would do things that you'd think that just, no, no way. And yes way, it happened. He did it. He, he's the one, I think I've told you this story. He's the one who, he made friends. He, he saw some movie with Sally Fields and Burt Reynolds. Yeah. And he found out that Burt Reynolds at the time was hanging out in Atlanta, Georgia, and that he owned some steakhouse in Atlanta, Georgia. And he called that steakhouse. And he, and he just told him, let me speak to that old son of a bitch. Burton, don't you try to tell me he's not there because I know he is, kind of thing. And they put Bert on the phone and they ended up, believe it or not, being friends. And he would he'd go and visit Bert sometimes, I guess. And I know that sounds kind of strange, but he had that force of personality and he could just bullshit anybody. Anybody. I wonder. I wonder if we could, if that's the way to get to Dolly. It could be because it's a southern. Yeah, is to go through her sister and go, "Hey, Stella, remember me?" (laughs) Oh, come on, you know you do, and figure out where she went to high school and say, "Yeah, yeah, I was the class just ahead of yours." Well, oh, I look, I look some different now, but (laughs) it might work. It's worked with me before with people that that. I did not know, but wanted to know. And I go, oh, oh, you won't remember. We met a million years ago. And uh, and th- and they will inevitably go, oh, yeah, no, I remember that. How you doing? How you been? Well, <laughs> we have the right accents for it. Yes, so, ma'am, we do. I, I've yeah. been thinking about it because I've there been- is a There's a fella on Twitter that just we started following each other fairly recently. And what did he say something about... 
I am too big and I'm too loud and I'm just too much. And I'm sorry about that, but it's just kind of a cultural thing with us. And I said, yes, it is. We, we are loud and we are, we are, can be obnoxious and we, and we can have bad manners when we should be having good manners, but just let's just be who we are. And we've had this whole conversation about that. We're yes. Rednecks are loud. Uh huh. Yeah. I'll see what your problem is. Loud. You know what else about rednecks? And you're talking about rednecks the way that we grew up hearing the word redneck, not the way that the connotation is today for redneck. No, no. Um, But redneck, the thing about rednecks, have you ever met a real redneck in a bad mood? Well, I I guess you'd have to tell me what you mean by a real redneck. Like the kind, what we meant when we were growing up. A redneck was a southern boy. Yeah, not, not only have I met a redneck in a bad mood. I have been a redneck in a bad mood. <laughs> well, then you get all redneck about things, you see. Yes. But most rednecks are, they're kind of um, affable. Yes. We are affable until we are crossed. <laughs> and it often takes a lot to cross us unless we've been drinking brown liquor. Now, if people have been drinking wild turkey, do not cross them. What about serious. Corn, corn liquor? Well, I'm, I'm telling you, in my family anyway, it may not be true in other families. In my family, if it was a clear liquor, you're probably going to be okay. But if you were drinking Jim Beam or uh, wild, tur- wild Turkey was the worst. Wild Turkey is the worst. Mm. And just get fighting mad, fighting mad <laughs> at the drop of a hat. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the alcohol brings out your personality. So if you, you know, you've seen, I kind of classify people when they drink because I used to have to be around them at work all the time when I was uh, in music business all the time. And it's like some people are those happy drunks, you know, those happy drunk yeah. people and the, everything is great and they're laughing and the world is great. And then you get some of them, you do not want to make them mad when they're drinking. They won't say anything much, but you can kind of see by the way they walk and and all of that. You just don't want to get them mad. They have a look about them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you drink a half a bottle of Jack and you're ready to punch a hole in the wall. So, I mean, if, you know, if you get pissed off. I'd be ready. Well, I'd be dead if I drank like that. Right. Yeah. Well, um, but but it'd be a wild ride leading up to it, I'll bet you. Yeah, I I mean I talk a big game, but I don't drink near as much as I used to. Well, and plus twice a year I I get my my kidney and and uh, liver tested. You, you know, and my numbers have always knock on wood have been good. Mm. But if ever they start to slip, I I know what has to go. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't do it so much. You know, it used to be, well, y'all don't need to know how it used to be. You can imagine. <laughs> you know what I never figured out? What? This, I'm just being honest as I can be. I don't know why anybody would drink. Because to me, when I drink, I don't feel good. I actually physically don't feel good. Oh, I, feel well, kinda, I get dizzy. and Oh, you Lord. Know, you know, and I, I mean the floor kind of wobble goes up and down and so and i don't really feel like i'm in control and so i just have never liked it 
I tried it once or twice, and it's like, no, nah, th- no, thank you. But, <laughs> I know that you. <laughs> and I and I just always say, you know, red hair, genetics, genetics. I yeah. guess that's why I, it doesn't agree with me or something. And the one time I actually got rip roaring drunk, I was sick for two damn days afterwards. Oh my god. Ooh. I've not been that drunk in a long time. Oh, well, I, d- I didn't realize it. You see, it was somebody made uh, PJ. Have you ever heard oh, of that? Oh, God. No, don't. just don't drink that sh- shit. What's wrong with you? Well, I was young. Of That's course. I and I drank it when I was young, too. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize because it didn't. I couldn't taste any alcohol. And as far as I knew, alcohol had a, a real strong taste. And it just tasted like fruit punch, and and there was pineapples and different fruit that they had soaked in it uh, for days, I guess. And and I remember I got a pineapple ring, and I was eating that. And the next thing you know, I was throwing up in somebody's car. Oh no! <laughs> and it seems like I did that for days. I don't recall for sure, but you know, it was awful. And I just, I just. I was not in control of myself. I don't know. I could have gotten in a fight or said some, who knows? Because I don't know. I don't know. But but I know that I probably am not that fun person when I drink, I guess. I, but you, 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 if you were actually set out to just, I'm going to pitch me a good one tonight, I bet you'd be fun. I am fun. I'm a lot of fun. I'm a fun. I'm a fun drunk. Yep. (laughs) Well, see, you're fun when you're not drinking, and when you're not drinking, you don't give a damn about what people think. So, (laughs) so what would happen after you were drinking? That is going to be my birthday present to myself tomorrow, because I, as I've gotten older, I've cared less and less. Mm -hmm. When I wake up tomorrow morning, I am not going to give a damn what anybody else thinks of me. Good for I'm you. I'm not going to give a damn. Good. I'm not going to care. You don't like me, fine. You like me, that's lovely. Yeah. You love me, I love you back. <laughs> I mean, but if you hate me, I probably ain't got the energy right now to hate you. I'll just despise you and ghost you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've I'm got done. a situation like that going on right now with somebody. It's one of those guys who won't take no for an answer and thinks there's something uh, about it um, and trying to get a hold of me. And I'm not returning the call because as I have explained to this person before, more than once, I'm super busy. There are plenty of times when I cannot talk. If you want to send me a text message, I promise I'll see it and I'll get back to you when I can. So I've said that multiple times to this person, and this person still thinks that whenever he sends me a vague text message, hey, give me a call. Hey, give me a call. I said, hey, give me a call. Are you mad? Hey, did I do something to make you mad? Hey, give me a call. Hey, hey. Yeah, that it's it's that for days and days. Oh my God. And that's that why I say me, make me so crazy. Well, it, it, it is a little crazy making, and I've had my friends who know about it have said, why don't you just text him and, and tell him you're busy? No, no, because no means no. I've explained that to him before. 
So as long as he's demanding, you know, as long as he's like expecting me because he wants it, just because somebody wants to contact you doesn't mean that you're obligated to con to, you know, spend your time with them. If you don't, no, you are not, you are not. Absolutely. Right. And I'm not mad at him. I'm not. I could be. And no, that's part of the reason that I'm not getting a, a hold of him in the beginning. It was because I was I was mad and I didn't want to say something that I might regret later. So I just. Well, you know. Yeah. What you've done is set a boundary. That's and right. The boundary, and the boundary is he is not your damn boss. That's right. And and when my friends have told me, well, why don't you just 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 text him and tell him whatever get him off your back it's like no because the second i do that he'll know that i can be worn down yes exactly and that's not happening either so <laughs> no well, and that's that's a product of getting older too as we get older it's like all right well i i could just if that'll just shut him up but it won't shut him up them up her up whoever up yeah no it won't you just maybe, go, no, maybe temporarily. No yeah. Well, not probably not even that. Probably not. Because they know they can get around you. They can wheedle around you. Mm -hmm. If I just annoy you enough, you're going to pay attention to me. Right. You'll give in and I'll get my way. And exactly. And, and to me, it's all just, it feels, after a while, it feels like somebody going, attention. Uh-huh. It does. It's exactly what it feels like, a spoiled young and wanting attention. Uh, did I ever tell you? I, I'm sure I did. There's a friend, a mutual friend of ours, who uh, came over to the cottage. This has been a number of years ago, pre-COVID, and she and I were doing a bit of work. And I cannot believe the electrical things that were happening. There was oh, thunder crazy. and lightning. There was stuff going on in the house. There was battery-operated things going off and on. <laughs> Just a, it was it was great actually. <laughs> yeah, because because I was I knew I was listened to. Yes, I knew I was heard. Yeah, my petition has been heard. Maybe not granted yet, but it it's gone through wherever it needs to go through. Yeah, and that's the that's the feeling on it is, wow. Sometimes the 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 dead listen to you better than the living do. Almost always. It's it's interesting <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, it always feels good when you when you kind of dust your hands off like, yeah, oh, that was a job well done. Yeah, and then you get confirmation. Yep, and that feels good. It does. Yeah. It's like, it's like playing playing a hard piece on the piano when you're done. It's like, well, that sounded good. Mm -hmm. Fill in the blank. What thing does it for you? Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, it's, hey, it's a satisfaction of, of good work. It is. I can't wait until it's a little warmer. And I don't know, in my fantasy life, you get, you get a break. I mean, you get to go hang out at the cottage at some point well, this spring. I think it'll happen, though. I do. Well, I, I'm going to get a couple of breaks in places that I didn't think I was going to get breaks, and that's mm -hmm. good. That is I'm good. I'm going to get a break in uh, in April. A thing that I was going to has been canceled. Oh. So I can be home, do some writing, and we can go sit on the porch. Mm, yeah. 
Uh, is it? Are you going to that? You're going to Florida, I guess, after you get back. I'm going to Florida not once in April, but twice in April. <laughs> and then I ain't going back to Florida all this year because after April, it's going to be too hot. Yeah. And too buggy. It's probably going to be too hot and too buggy in April because I'm such a fragile blossom of Appalachian womanhood. Oh, please. <laughs> it just gets too hot. And my face gets all sweaty and glowy. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's supposed to be a, a flattering look. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so they don't. Yeah. It, I swear, I was just outside before we started this. Yeah. Watering those new primroses I just put in. Yeah. And damn, if it hadn't clabbered up out there, and I bet it's going to rain. It, it is starting to look rainish. Rainish. That's all right. They were they were thirsting. I could feel it. They were thirsting. And my peas, my little old snap peas have come up, and the bok choy has come up, and the radishes have come up, and they all just needed a drink. Oh, that's cool. So I gave them a drink because, you know, little little seeds that have just germinated, they are very kind of fragile. Mm-hmm. They are. They don't, they don't like being they don't like being dried out. Do, do you do your do you start that way most of your stuff yourself or do you go out and get a few seedlings every now and then of stuff or? um it it depends i grow most of that stuff and then i grow greens like lettuces and spinach and kale and all that stuff i grow all that from seed mm-hmm. i don't grow broccoli and cauliflower and cabbage from seed because it's i could but i just don't have the space for it yeah, and I I just buy I buy a little cell pack of them, put them in the ground. That seems to work better. Mm-hmm. But almost everything else, well, that and tomatoes and peppers, I get plants for those. But almost everything else yeah. I grow from seed. Yeah, and do you do you germinate them at on top of your refrigerator or no? Uh-uh. No, I do uh-uh. I put them in the ground. Oh, you just okay. I just That's plant cool. the seed in the ground. Yeah. Now, if I was doing tomatoes, like, oh, God, every year I, well, many years I have bought mortgage lifter seeds. That was my father's favorite Mm -hmm. tomato. And I wait till too late to put them in, you know, in the house. Yeah. And then I end up going to Jesse Israel's or wherever and just getting a couple of damn plants. (laughs) But I do, you know, it's like we know what road is paved with my good intention, and it is not the road to tomato plants. No, it's not, probably. I'm sorry to say. Well, did you know that, I I believe it's Eden Brothers. Do you know those seeds? Uh Uh-huh. Do you know that their their facility is in Avery's Creek? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I love to order from seed catalogs. I used to love that so much. It was like a big deal to me. Me too. I used to get a big stack of them every year, but I don't anymore because now I save so much seed mm-hmm. that You're it smart. feels like a, a waste to me to have to have that big, colorful catalog delivered. And I'm going to look at it, and then I probably have the seed already, or I'm going to go to Southern States, you're so true, and mm-hmm. just buy it. Yeah. yeah. We had you on a roll when we ran out of time. 
Oh, what was I rolling on? You were rolling on plants and planting and spraying. Oh, yeah. And all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is uh this is the time of year when you just start craving to be outside. Or I do. I, I'm not saying well, me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. It's just that kind of perfect weather. Yeah, it is. Well, that's why, you know, I ran out and watered things and I moved. I've got a big old pot that a friend of ours gave us. Yeah. They had some uh, where she had uh, thinned out her uh, peonies. Did you, yeah. you grow up calling those um, uh, piney roses or piano roses? Oh, piano. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I grew up calling them. I mean, my family called them uh, piano roses. We called them peonies. Really? You didn't call them peonies? Uh-uh, peonies. Huh. How they said it. But they, I, I don't know what kind of accents they had, really. My granny, do you remember, well, have you ever heard of a word called, I think it's called chinkapin? She used to drink that. Chinky pins. It's kind of nut. Yeah, that's it. Chinky pins. Chinky pins. Is it like a hazelnut or something? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, she would she would take it and like brown grind it up and put it in her coffee. Yeah. Brew it with coffee. And they and used that, to do go well, ahead. Uh, that was left over from Civil War times when really? people couldn't get coffee. Yeah. When they couldn't get coffee, they would grind up uh chicken pins and uh chicory. Uh, chicory root. Yeah. Yeah. And well now my other granny drank chicory coffee. Because for a Ooh. long time there you could get well, maybe you still can, where they'd mix coffee with chicory. Uh-huh. And I actually love the way it tasted. Oh, me too. I think you can get that um like farther south, like uh New Orleans. I think they do uh-huh. chicory and chicory coffee coffee. Mm. Yeah, I like the way it tastes too. Uh, it's been a long time since I've tasted it though. And she'd put she'd put full fat milk sometimes in it. Oh the horror. Mm. <laughs> And, it good. and we called it sweet milk because it was uh-huh. either buttermilk or it was sweet milk. Yep, that's right. That's yeah. right. Gosh, I I I wonder if there are any chinky pin are they bushes or trees? Trees. And it's and it's spelled so that it's like chin qua pin. With a P E N maybe. I might have seen that somewhere. No, I think it's P I N. I think it's C H I N. Q U A P I N maybe I don't know. It is. Oh, hey, you know what that is? It's a dwarf chestnut. It's a what? When I look that up with that spelling, it uh-huh. comes back and it says that it is um, a type of shrub or small tree that is a dwarf chestnut. No. Well, I don't know. I'd have to look at the botanical names for that. They might be in the same family, though. Any, it says any of several species of trees in various genera of the beech family. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It does. And then about the bark. We had a we had a couple of chinkapins when I was growing up, and the bark is similar to that. That makes sense. Well, okay, yeah, I'd like to maybe find some of those if they still exist at all and well just there see. there is a group here in town uh the 
it's a the Asheville Fruit and Nut Club. Oh. <laughs> they they call themselves the Fruit Nuts. So the Fruit um, Nuts. And and they often will post things about where you can get unusual plants. But yeah, put it you, you ought to check with um what am I trying to think? You could check with Jesse Israel, but they're probably not gonna have it. Um but yeah, just do out an all call on social media, local social media, and say I'm looking for some uh, chinky pin seedlings. Well, here's the Bunkum Fruit and Nut Club. I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't lie to you about the fruit nuts. That's because <laughs> my, hus- my husband is one of the fruit nuts. Wow. And then yeah. there's uh, fruits and nuts. Uh, you also might check with Greenworks. Because sometimes they do plant sales to raise money, or and they give yeah. you know do plant giveaways and stuff. But check um, with them too. And also, we are talking to our beloved uh, listeners, and oh. some of them may know a good place to get a, a chinky pin tree. You know what? You are right. They are very resourceful. Is what I'm they finding are. out. They, I'm telling you what. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much ask any question or. Or, or throw out any concept, and one of them has had some experience with it. It's That's right. I'm impressed. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, makes me proud. Makes They're our youngins, our sweet youngins. They are. Well, maybe not sweet. But no, I t- I wanted to immediately take that back after I <laughs> said it. That was that was the curse of my childhood. My grandmother would always say, "Be sweet." Ooh. I've heard I, think, that. I think, yeah, I think she said it because I had a reputation from a very early age. Well, you know, I've said they they refer to me as being mean as a striped ass yes. snake. <laughs> um, I don't remember being mean, but I think I did not like getting a baby brother. And I think I, I reacted to that pretty strongly. Um, but I think that was my grandmother's way of kind of moderating my behavior. As I, was, like, I know what you're capable of, young lady. You be sweet. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. If I have to, I will. <laughs> I, uh, I, what am I going to make for supper tonight? I'm sitting here thinking i got to make some supper because I've got a really good red wine I'm going to have tonight. So, Oh, so you want real food. I was going to say, well, there's always a sandwich you can make for yourself or... No, I'm telling you, I'm going all out for the next five days. All you know what I out? Yes, I I posted a picture today on the Facebook, the Book of Faces. I came home from the dentisting, picking up a birthday cake and all this other stuff I did, and I was hungry, and I thought, oh, I'll just whip through Bojangles and have some. And I went, no, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to have two poached eggs on an English muffin. And by God, that's what I did. I came home, poached two eggs, and put them on an English muffin. And it was delicious. So supper tonight has to be comparable to having a delicious uh, poached egg luncheon. Well. Hmm. Yes. So I don't know what that needs to be. But I don't think I should cook it. I think my husband needs to do that. Yes. Or, or have it have it brought to you. Mm. You can do that. Well, too. are you in a protein I mood? I am always in a protein mood, my darling. Always. Mm. It but, is birthday. You know, I, I ain't got no teeth, so I got to be careful what that protein is. Oh, that's true. Well, no, I'm getting. I'm getting pretty good. I found a couple of bite surfaces that meet, 
I, I ain't been I ain't been doing but so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not pretty, <laughs> but uh, I can I can chew a few things. I can eat a sandwich. It's I functional. I can't eat an apple. Oh, but it's man. functional. It's absolutely functional. Well, the apples right now aren't terribly good anyway because yeah. we're eating last season's apples. So yeah. Yeah. I can do without it. Steak would be good. I got myself some strawberries today and some grapes. Ooh, strawberries. I'm proud. When Kate was little, she called them scrawlberries. Scrawlberries. <laughs> can I have some scrawlberries? <laughs> you can have a scrawlberry. A scrawlberry. That's so sweet. <laughs> I bet she wouldn't appreciate us doing that on the air. She wouldn't. That poor young and got COVID again. Oh, no. I talked to her yesterday and she said, well, I have to tell you, because she's coming down for my birthday on Saturday. She said, I have to tell you, I, I'm just getting over COVID. And I went, how did you get COVID again? Because, you know, she's double vaxxed and double boosted yeah. and all this stuff. And uh, she and my son outlaw uh, went to a wedding last weekend. I'm sure that's where that. I think yep. it was a wedding delivery system. Yep, it was a gift that keeps on giving, wasn't it? Golly, wow. she was just saying. So I'm not contagious. It was not this past weekend, but the weekend before. She said, "I'm not contagious anymore." But you know, if you don't want me to be there, I said, "Hell no! I'll put everybody else in a mask if you if you don't feel comfortable. <laughs> Get on down here." That's I'll right. All, I'll make them all stay six feet apart. I don't know how that's going to happen in my house, but it might. Because <laughs> here's the other crazy thing, and y'all won't know this, because this will all have happened by the time y'all hear this. But I had committed, oh golly, probably a year ago, to do this online thing called WitchCon mm-hmm. and to teach class. Well, that class is Saturday night. So I'm going to throw everybody out of the living room and I'm going to send them in the dining room and the kitchen for an hour. I'll say, you just go out there or you can sit in here and watch my Zoom class. My goodness. Whichever. So I'm going to have to take a break in the middle of my own damn party and do this class. Well, <laughs> I think I just get myself into that kind of stuff all the time. Well, it, now you remembered it was your birthday when you booked it right yes i did and i when i looked at it i remembered well i booked it but they didn't they didn't give me when that i was going to do it but 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 because i'm a little bit of a star they wanted me on saturday so i could get the biggest boost um for ratings for them gotcha Uh, but it's okay you know i I my my deal is I'm gonna live as big and as loud as we were talking about earlier. I'm gonna live as big and loud as I can because there's gonna come a point where I'm too old and tired to do any of this. Yeah, and I'm gonna look back and go, oh golly, I wish I had pushed a little bit harder to do whatever. I'm gonna wear it out. Yeah, well, I'm wearing that's what out. you should do. That's yeah, exactly what you should do. Hell yes. <laughs> Well, my Saturday night will be a little bit different, but it's still going to be good. Yeah, tell them about it. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for you. I am too. It's my first time playing out since pre-COVID. And the whole band is not going to be there, I'm sorry to say. Dan Dan, the mandolin man, will be at a wedding. Dan Dan, the mandolin man. Yes. You do a little dance with that song? Well, I know he could if he wanted to, but that's how I remember him. Dan, Dan, the manly man. 
Uh, we had a fella at my work at the hotel, and I called him Dan Dan the Maintenance Man. I, I, no love, I love the mandolin. I do. It's I do, too. Oh, it just sweeps me away. Yeah, there's something about it. And Ooh. mandolin players are always so sharp. They're always just, you know, big, big, big intuition when they play. And, um, of course, all of them yeah. have big intuition. But anyway, we're going to be playing the Marathon Jam in Bristol. And rumor has it that a very special person is going to sit in with us. So that makes it even more exciting. Selby and me and Thomas are the trio. And then we've got our special guest coming. And, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm excited. We've got a five o'clock set, and we've played it before, and I, I really, really like playing in Bristol. I like the folks in Tennessee so much. Me too. Yeah. I love, I love East Tennessee. Yeah, I do too. Time has no meaning for me anymore. That's right. That's the way I'm going to be. This whole year, I'm going to be like, what? How now? Did you want that now? Oh, oh. What because, now? You know what? I work, I work really extra hard. I have my whole life to be the conscientious person. Yes. And to be at a place on time and to be prepared and to, you know, wear my good jeans or whatever. But there's an awful lot of people in the world that just don't give a hoot about that. They don't. True. They show up late. They ain't ready. They're wearing some ripped up clothes. They brush their teeth in a week. Oh. And no. I don't know why it is I'm so concerned about being the good girl when it is just patently obvious I am not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe am I, am that's I, why. Maybe. Is it like a con game that I'm pulling the wool over everybody's eyes? See, oh, she's so, look at her. She's so organized. Maybe you're still trying to prove it to yourself. Uh, no, I'm still trying to prove it to my mother. Lord. No, I know exactly where it comes from. But yeah, oh, it's my mother. I never, never, never could do what would have um, made her proud. Hmm. Just couldn't. It's hard. It's too hard. That's uh, Alanis Morissette sang a song um, uh, basically about that. And I don't know, maybe it's called Harder. It's from her 1995 album. Yeah, it is called something like that. Alanis, you know which one I'm talking about. Be a good girl. Try a little harder. Mm -hmm. We will love you if you're perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, which reminds me, Joni Mitchell is getting the Gershwin Songwriting Award tonight mm. uh, that the Library of Congress gives out. Mm. Good old Joni. She deserves it. Hell yes, she does. You look at all the people that have won that award, and they're almost all men, except Carol King won it, and Gloria Estevan won it with somebody else, with a man. I can't remember who. But all the rest of them have been men. I mean, and they're good men. It's, you know, it's Paul Simon and Stevie Wonder, lots of folks like that. They're good, but uh, I'm just, I'm so kind of sensitive about that these days when I look at, you know, a list of the best of or famous or whatever, and I go, how many women are on that list? Right. And sometimes there's no women at all. It's it's a matter of observation. 
because you don't have to you don't have to be an angry feminist to be able to observe things like that. No, you but know. I am. Right. <laughs> because, I don't have to be, but I am. Right. Well, you are. But I'm just saying for the average person who might not have thought about it that way. Yeah. I, it's true. It's really, really true. So, God, you just got me. You know, you know what happens when I get quiet when I'm talking to you? The reason that I can't be coherent is because you'll say something and then I'll go down this string of thoughts about what you're, you just said. And by the time I've figured out how I want to answer you, you've gone on to this other thing. And as soon as I realize it, my mind goes into a vortex of, oh, this thing, you know, and it's that's the way I do. I have to catch up. And, well, you your brain and I've said it before, you're like an old fashioned ping pong. I mean, a <laughs> pin, pinball game. Mm-hmm. And the ball goes bing, 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 bing. And right. I'm like an I'm like an old fashioned bull in a china shop. I just, you know, forge forward, destroying everything in my path. It's breakable. I think it's good to be able to concentrate. And that's what you can do better than me. And um, I don't mean to whine, but honestly. Right. Well, you ain't whining. We're just, we just have different skills. That's all. Yeah. Well, I, brain wish, I wish I could concentrate a little more like you because you get so. Yeah, but your brain. Your brain moves fast, and mine does not move that fast. The way I have to do things is when people go, oh, my gosh, what does that mean? I'll go, let me get back to you. And then my brain has to kind of sift through all the stuff and the possibilities and all that before I before I blurt something out. But your brain is like zoom, 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 zoom. And then blurt. <laughs> well, we, bo- we both blurt. We're the blurt sisters. <laughs> Yeah, I love that meme you put up the other day about blurting out songs and stuff. I love oh that. God, it's so that just, that, I feel like I do that to you all the time on the show. <laughs> that's one of the oh things God, I let like. Me sing that. Golly, well, that's a, mutual, I like. a mutual friend of ours used to call it the Byron jukebox. <laughs> so she could she could mention something, and I would just open my mouth, and you never knew if it was going to be like jazz or opera or That's bluegrass or, or or the Almond Brothers or <laughs> boy, somebody today mentioned Leonard Skinner to me, and I just went all rosy, mm. like oh Skinner. Mm-hmm. It just it just calls to my little redneck heart. Well, Skinner kind of unofficially adopted Asheville and we definitely unofficially adopted Skinner back in the day. That's right. That's right. They found out, I think I've told you this before, but I learned it from a marketing class that they were doing studies. They were checking demographics in the area and Asheville, North Carolina showed up to be the most, the, the biggest population of Skinner fans concentrated anywhere. <laughs> And that that does not surprise me. Yeah. I mean, how many times have they played here? Well, and that's the thing. They huh. started. They just played yeah. here and played here and played here and played yeah. here more. And we were spoiled. Oh, when or I was old. spoiled. I mean, I've seen them twice here, mm-hmm. and I know they were here way more than that. I can't remember how many times I've seen them. <laughs> I've no, I've only seen them twice. But oh, holly. 
I remember my mom waking me up for to get ready for school, and she told me, you know, that band that you like, they got an airplane crash, and I guess they got killed. And I was like, what? What do you mean, Mom? And I thought she was talking about Aerosmith. Oh, <laughs> and that then band you like. Yep. And then she then she kind of clarified it, and I was like, what? How no. did that happen? Yep. Yep. Very strange. And I, I watched the documentary about it shortly after that when it first came out. And yeah. I will never, ever forget Skinner concerts and, and seeing people just from behind them, you know, with their hands up in the air and yeah. everybody just doing the same thing to the music at the same time. And just being happy. Just You're being, being happy. happy and being big. Being, like yeah. we said before, being big and loud and happy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, Skinner's songs are, or at least that one song that's often debated between Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin or Freebird by um, Skinner to be the number one best rock and roll song of all time. That that was a debate for many years. But I've seen a lot of people cover certain Skinner songs, but I've never seen anybody cover Freebird. Have you? Oh no! I think every garage band can play Freebird. It's they, kind of a it's kind of a joke about Freebird. Play Freebird. Yeah, play Freebird. Free <laughs> I said that is a joke. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I always when Freebird starts out, it's not on the radio very much, and it'll start out, and I go, "Oh man, I love this song," <laughs> and then it gets to an I can burn I want a truck. And I go, oh, God, it's Freebird. What the hell? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we, we all wanted to be free. We all still want to be free. Oh, yeah. Well, it was a nine-minute song, nine minutes yeah. and three yeah. seconds. And you the DJs loved it. Plenty of time to get up and go to the bathroom, get some coffee. Go outside and smoke a cigarette or exactly. something. Exactly. You could do all of it while Freebird was going on. <laughs> Freebird, yeah. play me some Skinnerd. That was play such. some Skinnerd. You what? You've never seen anybody cover cover Freebird? Never, not once. But you know who oh, I think God. could would have been Freddie Mercury. It would have been interesting to hear him do that. I want. I'm gonna have to look up. I'm making a list of things. I'm gonna look up when we get off here. I bet there is a bluegrass version of Freebird. Ooh, because it's really. I mean, it's it's written like a bluegrass song or like a country song. If there's not, we there has to be. There has to be. Uh, I mean, people people might argue that Skinnerd was a was doing a country version, but they weren't. I, well, wonder, I mean, like full fledged banjo, fiddle, all that stuff. I bet you there's one of Freebird. I wonder if Keller and Keel. Do you know those guys? Yeah. If they um, might have covered it, let me check and see. Keller and Keel. Nope. Huh. Nope. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I, t I told y'all about that song that I heard because when I'm traveling up through West Virginia, the only thing you can listen to is country music or preaching. And I mostly don't listen to preaching. I'm sorry to say. I listen to country music and there's a song about, and if I, I'm, I'm heading out of here, I'm getting out, I'm getting on the road, and, and if I don't come back, don't come looking. 
And I always love that when I'm heading north on 77, going through West Virginia up to Ohio. And I just think, yeah, hell yeah, one day that's going to be me. It's like, yeah, I've packed some bags. I watered the plants. Uh, I've cleared out all my banking accounts and I'm on the road. And if I don't come back, I'll come looking. (laughs) I would have loved to have known you when you were a teenager. I would have liked to have been a teenager around you. Oh, gosh. Oh, I was. I was thinking about that. My my friend Randy, and I know I've told you the story. My friend Randy and I, I think for our 16th birthday, because, you know, that used to be such a big deal to be 16. Oh, yeah. Sweet 16. Yeah. yeah. Our friends decided they were going to throw us a party because his birthday is like the 27th or 28th. And mine is the second. And they had built this layer cake out of cardboard boxes. And oh iced it really thick. So it looked <laughs> just like a cake. And he and I were doing that, you know, the wedding cutting the cake thing. And we we realized it was cardboard. And by God, he and I stood there together with our hands locked around this knife. And we cut a slice out of that damn box. Oh, it's like, you ain't messing with us. We're 16. We're bulletproof. I'm going to cut you. And you're, then you're going to eat this damn thing. You're going to eat it. That's right. <laughs> Here, I'm going to get you a big old piece. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love those it. were good days. Good days. I, they sound like it. They were they terrible. Did. I mean, high school was terrible. But there were times that were just precious and beautiful. And that's one of them. And listening to Dark Side of the Moon with Hal Allen was another one. Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, man. Good times. Crazy yeah. times. I, I remember that those years. And I remember going to go see The Wall in the movie theater. Yes. Oh wow! And and what was that other one? Oh, heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. I remember being in family record and tape in the mall with my precious daughter. So you know, it was a long, long time ago. And uh, and I walked up and to the counter because I I don't know. I guess I hadn't been in there much or something. I said, "Where's your Where's the metal section?" And the sweet young thing behind the behind the counter turned to my daughter and said, "It is." Uh, and my daughter just looked at her and said, I, "I'll listen to metal. I don't know who you think I am, but that's Mama's music." They were like, "Oh, okay, got it." <laughs> I love it. I mean, there's not a lot of music I don't love. I mean, just get on down, love. It just depends on my mood. Me too. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I go definitely go through phases. I remember what was the name of that record store that was in Asheville and it's do you know where Spiritex is now? Was it Sonic? No. It was owned by two guys and it was near uh Pritchard Park there. Yeah, oh no, and then it moved over to Biltmore Avenue. Karma Karma Sonics. Karma Sonics, thank yeah. you. Karma Sonics. I loved Karma Sonics so me much. Me too. And I love those two guys so much. They, they were, would find me the weirdest stuff. And they knew. I, yeah. Those guys knew. I'm going to have they to look that place up. I miss it. I really miss it. Me too. But have you been over to Harvest? Harvard Rec- Harvest Records? Harvest Records. Yeah. I have. And I like that very much too. Yeah, and then it's not the same. It's not the same vibe of the excitement of that new album coming out. Oh, my God. But it's really, it's, you know, they're audiophiles, and and they, you know, they 
it's just good. It's really good. As I go into Orbit DVD, I love to go in there because that guy knows everything. He knows every movie that was ever made. And I can go in and say, here are the kind of movies that I would like. Here, here's the kind of movie I like. But I want to see something new in that genre. And I can name off you know, a handful of movies and he'll go, oh, well, let me tell you, this is what you need to get. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be right every time. I like it when people know. I like it when people know their business. I do, too. There was a comic book guy, and, of course, he, he's not alive anymore, but his name was Howard. And Howard had a prolific memory. You could walk in the door and ask him some geek question about, was Superman, did he say this or that? And what did this mean? And he would know. And then he would send you to the comic book that told you about it. He was. He had a great memory. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I know comic books probably don't do it for you, and truthfully, they don't do it for me. Although I used to love Mad Magazine. No, I mean, I mean, I'm just I'm being all bitter about nowadays, you know, because I'm so bitter about nowadays. <laughs> but I used to love going into places like the little manky kind of antique stores mm-hmm. where people really knew what that stuff was. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And they go, like, this piece right here is occupied Japan, and let me tell you what that means. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, this person that's selling it doesn't know what it's worth because it's worth about eight times what they got on it. So this would be a good investment for you. Yeah. Only the thing is, it's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. That's- well, of course, that's true for any kind of – thing isn't it that's it's really true yeah it is i'm working on an estate right now selling through this estate and uh it's like beautiful stuff it's too bad it's it just doesn't sell for very much anymore it's like the little uh chotskis very they don't really sell for that much anymore and people when they get married they don't want china and they don't want flatware like they used to those were expected things to ask for if someone well, I'm just going to say this right now. They are fools. They are. Because, yes, okay, you get married, maybe you're 25 years old, and you think, well, what am I ever going to want with eight-piece ser- servings of, ch- of China? Well, you know, you can buy that whole thing for about $50, and the next time you want to impress somebody, you whip that out and put it on your table. Yeah. <laughs> True. And people go, oh, well, this is, ooh, I turn it over and look mm-hmm. on the back. And yes, the pro- I think the problem really is that people are so mobile, mm-hmm. you know, they'll live one place for two years and then they'll sell up and move to another mm-hmm. place. And that, that stuff is pretty fragile. I don't know. It hurts me. And it also surprises me. People who are like taking care of their, their mother's estate or their grandmother's estate. And they've got these incredible sets of service for 12 bone china from france and they cannot even give it away right because it might have gold paint on it which doesn't work in a microwave or a dishwasher you see that's got a lot to do with it i think is well if people and here's the thing if people are too (laughs) lazy (laughs) to wash a dish by hand and to heat something up on the top of the stove, then I got nothing to say to them. They should not have fine china. They do not deserve fine china. They should just microwave it on top of a piece of paper towel and then and then eat like the monster they are. 
<laughs> Don't mince words. What do you really think? <laughs> How I'd like to really talk about this is to say, yeah, I, I just don't get and and i do i understand where that is coming from for me because i was so damn poor and i had to learn all that stuff i had to learn the forks and the spoons and what is this funny shaped knife here for and why would i want to eat dessert for this giant spoon all that stuff i learned by hard graph because it it didn't come natural to me right by god right now if the if the king of England wanted to come and have supper here, I could set a decent table for him. <laughs> That's got to be a pretty proud thing, too, actually. Absolutely. And he and I would talk about environmental stuff. <laughs> well, and uh, C- Camilla and I would talk about, I don't know what she, I don't know what she's into. I don't know nothing about her. Horses, silly. they're all into horses, aren't they? Yeah. Yes, I believe so. That could be a little bit of a joke too, but yeah, no, yeah, I, I believe it might so. be, it might very well be. <laughs> well, well, for well, me, we've been we've been all over the place today, haven't we? Yeah, welcome to my brain. That's the way it no, just kind of. No, no, no. Yeah, well, that's relaxing to me to to just relax and go just kind of wonder where my brain wants to go. It, it feels like a vacation. What's hard, what's work for me is concentrating. So like when I do, when I write code, computer code, I have to concentrate and I do. But that's what I truly will lose track of time. And I, I've learned that I cannot sit the same way that I used to for too long because I'll actually get cramps in my back or shoulders or whatever, whatever. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals.